tired of the everyday grind? Want to get away from it all? Descent into Paradise. Florida. Greetings, everybody, from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. Well, hey, everybody, this is Steph from JustADayInParadise.com, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Just a Podcast in Paradise. Me and the Dip Crew love living in the Sunshine State, and it's our goal to help you plan for your very own day in paradise. Follow along as we explore the Keys, theme parks, springs, and everything in between. As you know, we're always going to have a drink for you, and today, I'm enjoying some holiday coffee. We're ready if you are, so kick up your feet. Throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. All right, everybody. So much like when it's time to wake up early on vacation and, you know, 6 o'clock, maybe the sun's not up yet. Maybe nobody else is up yet. I find myself here by myself. Uh, so you are with me and Cricket in the studio today, and we will have uh, a guest on uh, a little bit later, but I wanted to first paint a picture for you. So this month is Manatee Awareness Month, and if you follow us on YouTube at Just a Day in Paradise, you know that we've been out swimming with manatees before and if you haven't done it first of all it's an incredible experience and we're going to share with you a little bit later where you can do that in our beautiful sunshine state so manatees are always in the in the water around the state uh they can be out in the ocean because they can go out into salt water uh and from April through October, you might catch one, uh, not you, you might find one uh, here or there, but when things start to get a little bit chillier, like they are now, uh, right now it is a, let's see, cool 73 degrees outside, uh, the manatees start to head into where it's a little bit warmer and the temperatures stay constant throughout the year. So, the manatee season actually starts November 15th and runs through March 31st. So that's when you'll see huge congregations of them uh, throughout the springs and where it really makes the most sense for you to try and go out on one of these trips. So I thought since it is Manatee Awareness Month and since we are kicking off manatee season, I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions about where you can see them, how you can hang out with them, and what exactly some of those trips might be like. So we are going to take a quick break and then we are going to have on a manatee expert to teach us all about them and how you can safely observe them. Hang tight. Okay, Garrett, it's time for bed. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Can you, can, you, can you tell me a story first? All right, one story, and then it's nighty-night for you. Do you remember the one about Meggie Locks and the three cocktails? <gasps> oh my gosh, I love this one. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Meggie Locks. She went for a walk on the beach. Pretty soon, she came upon a tiki bar. 
She sat down in the bar, and immediately she was served three beautiful cocktails. Maggie Locks can never resist a free drink. She tasted the first one and realized the straw was plastic. No, plastic is terrible for the environment. I can't drink this. So, she tasted the second drink. Gross. The straw's all soggy, and all I taste is paper. So, she tasted the last cocktail. Mmm, this hay straw is perfect. She said happily and enjoyed the rest of her delicious margarita. Well, Garrett, what's the moral of the story? (sighs) That when you use hay straws, all natural, 100%, biodegradable, gluten-free, and never soggy straws, you're actually doing your part to help take care of our planet. They can be tossed right in the compost bin after and will break down naturally and return to the circle of life. That's right, big guy. Good night, Steph. Good night, Garrett. We can all sleep a little easier thanks to Haystraws. Visit Haystraws.com to find out more. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And as you know, manatees are Florida's official state marine mammal. And while they've recently come off the endangered species list, much needs to be done to continue to educate the public and protect their habitat. So that's where today's guest comes in. Save the Manatee Club is an award-winning national nonprofit and membership-based organization that was established in 1981 by our former governor, Bob Graham, and none other than singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Their mission is to protect the manatees and their habitat, not only for us, but for generations to come. And Ali Greco is Save the Manatee Club's communication and outreach manager, and we couldn't be more excited to have you on today, Ali. How are you doing this morning? Hi, Steph. Doing great. I'm really excited uh, to be here today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. And uh, it's kind of perfect because I believe it's Manatee Awareness Month. Is that right? Yes. Happy Manatee Awareness Month. The entire month of November is Manatee Awareness Month. Um, And that was originally declared because November is the time of year where we'll start seeing more manatees all over Florida as they come down here to spend the winter month. Yeah, they're Um, part of our snowbird club, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're definitely snowbirds. Um, They love the warm water down here, and they actually need it to survive. Um, So every November, it's a great reminder for people to just be aware that, you know, manatees are coming back for the winter and keep an eye out for them on the water. Cool. And I think we're going to dive into a little bit more of that stuff specifically because uh, so many of our listeners aren't just flump from Florida, but they actually come here to visit us. So we want to make sure that everybody uh, stays safe and gets to enjoy manatees, but also help protect the manatees. So tell us more about what you do to help uh, save the manatees. Right. So I'm the uh, communications and outreach manager here. Save the Manatee Club, uh, as you mentioned, one of our missions is to protect manatees. And part of the way we do that is just through public awareness and education. Um, So we'll distribute signs and other materials um, to people all over Florida or all over the country um, who want to learn more about manatees and help others learn more too. Um, I also will um, coordinate everything with the media. If there's a question about something that happened with the manatees, usually people end up calling me here at the Manatee Club. So it's really fun. I get to talk about my favorite marine mammals all day long. That's so cool. And, And I read a little bit 
uh, on your website, which I believe is savethemanatee.org. You each have yep. a short little bio there. And I saw that you actually fell in love with manatees at Crystal River. Yes. Uh, so the first time that I ever saw manatees in real life was during a visit to Crystal River about five years ago um, with my mom. She said, hey, there's these, these manatees that are up here in these springs in the winter. Let's go check them out. And it was just a magical experience, as I'm sure um, everyone who's had that experience can attest to. Um, so ever since then, I've just been, you know, so fascinated by these animals. And now I get to help protect them every day as part of my job. Yeah, that's so cool. I grew up, well, mostly grew up in Florida. So manatees are always, you know, you see the keep your wake down signs, you know, so you don't mm -hmm. hit a manatee if you're on a boat. And, you know, we grow up learning about, um, you know, how little things that we can do to protect them and, and why they're important. But until you actually have an opportunity to either, you know, get up close and personal at Crystal, Crystal River or even just observe them, um, you know, from um, a viewing area in one of the natural springs. It's there's such a special creature and they're so gosh, I don't know. They're like gentle giants. They really are. And, you know, part of what makes that experience of seeing them in these springs so interesting is because these the springs themselves, this habitat that's so vitally important to them are just beautiful. I mean, no, no other place in the country can you find these crystal clear waters and warm waters all winter long. And then, then they're filled with these huge 10 foot, 1200 pound mammals um, that are just the most chill, gentle creatures. It's really a sight to see. Yeah. It kind of makes you chill out too a little bit and slow down. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely mes mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so last in our last week's episode, uh, we learned a little bit about our, our mangroves and our coral reef systems. But I would imagine that the springs are a very unique ecosystem in and of themselves. So how do the manatees really fit into that environment? Right. So manatees um, can be found in all kinds of water environments. So they can be in freshwater, saltwater, brackish water, um, coastal areas, springs, rivers, you name it. Um, but these warm water springs themselves are really critically important to manatees. The water coming out of these springs is coming out from an underground aquifer, the Floridian aquifer, kind of like an underground cavern mm -hmm. um, that keeps the water at this constant temperature all year round. So it's, the water will be usually somewhere between 68 to 72 degrees all year round. If you're there in the winter, it's warm and steamy and it's amazing. If you're there in the summer, it feels a lot cooler than our 100-degree humid air. Yeah. Um, so manatees, they they are gentle giants, like you said, but they don't have that um, blubber or body fat that animals like whales or seals do in, in colder environments. They actually need these warm water temperatures to survive. Um, without them, they, they would get all kinds of diseases caused by the cold temperatures. So that's why you'll find them flocking to these springs. It's almost like a little oasis, a little manatee jacuzzi in the yeah. winter for them to stay warm in. That's so neat because I knew that they needed the warm water and I knew that they migrated. Uh, and especially like you can see them lingering around power plants and things. But I didn't realize it was because they didn't have the fat to insulate them. Nope. They're, they're, they're big, but they're just big bones. They don't really have... Um, that insulating blubber that other marine mammals do. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, are there mm -hmm. any other like fun facts that might surprise some of our listeners? 
Sure. I mean, manatees are just interesting, curious animals. They're called, they've been called sea cows because mm-hmm. they're herbivores. Um, you, you really never see anything like them. But actually, their closest living like relative in the animal kingdom um, on land is the elephant. Oh. If you actually look at a picture of a manatee and an elephant side by side, you can see the similarities, not only with their gray skin, their small kind of eyes, um, but manatees, when they feed, they use their upper lip, it's called a prehensile upper lip, to um, grab vegetation and feed. It's kind of like an elephant's trunk. And manatees actually have little toenails on their flippers, if you look closely, that kind of look like a big elephant foot. So they are somewhere down the line related. That's so interesting. And I, I would imagine, too, like an elephant, they can just eat all day long. Oh, yeah. They could eat all day long. I mean, like I said, they don't really have that blubbery fat. They're not feeding on fish like a big whale is. So they have to just constantly uh, graze on all kinds of aquatic vegetation just to keep it moving. Yeah. And I love how um, if you've had the opportunity to go snorkeling in Crystal River with them, and you watch them, I don't know if it's called grazing, but, you know, it's kind of what it's like. And you can hear them, like, crunching on the mm-hmm. lettuce. And it's pretty loud. It's, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw um, your video. Of, um, you guys got to see humanity feeding, which is really cool. Um, and I did want to commend you for really taking that passive um, observation stance while being in the water with them. I could see that everyone in your group was giving the manatees a lot of space and just kind of floating there and watching them, um, which is extremely important to do when we're actually in the water with manatees. Yeah, thank you. And that kind of brings me to my next question because, uh, you know, I, we've been talking a lot about Crystal River just in this conversation, but we've we've shared uh, about Crystal River with our listeners before. To my knowledge, that is the only place in the world where you can legally, safely, and appropriately interact with manatees in the wild. Is that correct? Uh, yep, and here in Florida, that's one of the only places where you could do a tour that would in- include getting in the water and snorkeling with manatees in a safe and respectful way as possible. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we've been out with uh, a couple different uh, excursions out there, and they're all really, really great about, you know, going through that orientation with you, uh, teaching you how to safely, like to your point, observe and, you know, keep a safe distance and, um, you know, but... Obviously, if someone saw a manatee in the wild, not at Crystal River, they're really cute and they're tempting to touch. So uh, what do you do if you're not in one of these tours and you're not in, uh, you know, a spring? How do you not approach a manatee? Like, how do you safely (laughs) give it its space and how can you safely observe it out of the water? Well, what's important to remember is these are wild animals. And even though they're gentle and they seem like a a cow or something cute you'd see in the petting zoo, they're wild animals. And Mm -hmm. it's important to remember not to touch them and give them space. Um, First of all, just anything like touching or petting or feeding manatees, um, not only does it disrupt their natural behavior patterns, and uh, but it, it's also illegal. It's, mm-hmm. it's punishable by fines, or um, you could even go to prison. Uh, manatees are protected under both state and federal law, so like that's something to just keep in mind. You're actually breaking the law if you do it. But in a, in a more logical sense, it, it, it kind of tames them. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're petting a manatee and you're giving it positive reinforcement for approaching a human and coming up to your boat, 
Um, if you kind of get them used to that and think that it's a good thing to go up to humans, which maybe you think, I'm not really doing anything wrong. Look, it likes it. It's so mm-hmm. cute. But what if it sees your boat and then it thinks all boats have will give me give me the pets and they'll go up to another boat that's speeding. Um, it might go out into a high risk area. It could, you know, leave a warm water site, be in the cold water, trying to look for that. Um, or it could go up to someone who's not as good as you, mm-hmm. who might want to harm them or mess with them. Um, so we really don't want to disrupt the natural behavior of an animal. It's the same reason why we don't feed wild animals. You know, it, it, it's not part of their natural behavior. Um, something that we see, unfortunately, people do with manatees and they think it's fine and they've been doing it for years or they used to do it when they were growing up and it's so cute, is um, giving fresh water to manatees. People oh, will um, like spray hoses off their dock or think that it's cute that manatees like to drink water. While they do drink fresh water, you know, they can find fresh water on their own. They're wild animals. Mm-hmm. They don't need people to give them water. <laughs> right. And, it, you know, it seems harmless, but again, it's sort of reinforcing that that behavior that sort of tames them and makes them lose their fear of humans. Yeah. And, you know, I think, gosh, you're the expert, but I believe it was maybe a year or two that they actually came off the endangered species list. And while, of course, everybody celebrated, because I know growing up, you know, we've we've done so much to get them off of that list, but we can easily take a swing in the wrong direction if we're not careful and we don't continue to maintain some of these rules and principles that got us to this place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, while it it might sound great or it can be framed in in such a way, like, oh, they're off the endangered species list, Um, you know, Save the Manatee Club also thought that that wasn't really the best decision at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, their population's not necessarily out of the woods and and they're everywhere, and we don't have to worry about protecting them or their habitat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this decision was made without a plan to sort of reduce some of the risks and the threats that that do continue with manatees or uh, without a plan to protect their habitat. You know, having a species on the endangered species list could mean if that species is in an area, that whole area is going to be completely protected. Um, but if they're not on that endangered list, maybe then it could be okay for their habitat to be built upon or not protected in that same way. So right, yeah, it's sort of a, it's a tricky thing. Like, you, you know, it sounds great, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have to worry about them anymore or their habitat without their habitat. They're not going to survive. Right. Exactly. And yeah, so we, we, we try to talk about all the time, like things that we can do to help, protect certain environments like obviously clean up after yourself uh you know if you go and and spend any time outside uh be aware of you know like the things that you put on your skin as far as um sunscreen um or, or things like that but what are some other things that we can do to help continue to recover the manatee population so you know one of if anyone who's listening is a boater or knows someone who's a boater goes out in the the waterways of Florida and has a good time boating out there. And there's a lot of tips that you can follow to just watch out for and protect manatees. Um, being familiar with the area and boating slowly in shallower areas or areas where manatees might be present. Um, obeying the posted speed zones like you were talking about, those signs that say you know, no weight zone, manatee zone. Just just follow them. You know, they're there for a reason uh, to be safe. And um, have someone on the boat watch out for manatees 
um, it, it can, they can be really tricky to see, and that's sort of the reason why they can be so vulnerable to these uh, horrible accidents with boats. Is they're in they're in a shallow area; they have to come up to breathe, mm-hmm. um, but they can be hard to see in darker waters and stuff. So, have someone who's out there, sort of looking for their snouts or their tails or any sign of movement on the water. That could be a manatee. Um, wearing polarized sunglasses can actually really help you see them better in the water. It cuts the glare off the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. And then whether or not you're a boater, um, if you spend any time along the water, if you like to go to the beach, if you have a house on a dock, if you go get an Airbnb for the weekend on the water, um, save the number for the FWC right in your phone. Right now you can do it. Um, the number is one eight 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 four zero four. 3922 uh, or just look up the FWC hotline and so that way you have that handy if you do see a sick or injured manatee or other wildlife um, you can report it to the officials and they'll send a team out to check it out and determine if they need to rescue it or what the best plan of action would be so you know you can't you can't abuse this hotline if you're not sure um, just call and, and report it. Anything you see about manatee that might seem off, if it's floating high in the water, if it looks really skinny, something wrong with it, just call that FWC hotline. There are experts um, who can come check it out and see what the best thing to do is. That's awesome. Um, That's now, a great you, tip. I've, ne- I've never had the number in my phone, so now I'm going to program yep. it. <laughs> yep, save it in your phone. Um, everybody should. And, you know, if you have a boat or something, save the Manatee Club. We send out these stickers that you can keep on your boat that has that number. Um, we also send out these cards that have Manatee tips, and you can keep that on your boat. So if you're not sure if something's wrong, you can look at the card and call the number. Um, if anyone listening is interested in those, just go to savethemanatee.org, and there's a section there you can click on um, to request these resources. Another important tip, too, if you, maybe you're not a boater, you don't spend a lot of time here in Florida, you want to come check them out. Like we were saying, choose a, a tour if, or a sightseeing tour, a swim with manatees tour um, that practices passive observation and is very eco-minded and, and has the manatees' best interests in mind. Um, so just do your research and, and support an organization that really wants to protect the manatees. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, Obviously, with all the precautions that we take, accidents can still happen, you know. So I, I wanted to hear a little bit from you about what goes into rehabilitating a manatee uh, in the event that there's some type of accident or uh, injury. And what role do you guys play in that? Sure. So let's say, you know, you do see an injured manatee out there and you call that number. Um, what will happen is um, that. In Florida, the FWC or maybe some other partner agencies, um, they'll come check it out. And then there's a whole group called the Manatee Rescue and Rehabilitation Partnership. It's a bunch of organizations, agencies that work together to rescue and take care of manatees. Um, So let's say the manatee is injured and it does require um, treatment from a vet or, or an expert in a critical care facility. Um, it might get transferred, uh, captured and transferred to a facility like SeaWorld or Zoo Tampa, uh, Miami Sea Aquarium, Jacksonville Zoo, um, Homosassa Springs. All of these facilities have veterinarians and, and experts on staff who will um, treat their injuries, whether that's from a boat strike or from being tangled and fishing line. Um, sometimes they'll rescue 
an orphaned calf, so it's a calf that's a little tiny manatee that would be all by itself, no other adults around, and manatees actually nurse for like at least a year. Um, they stay with their mothers for one to two years oh, to wow. um, feed and to just kind of learn how to be a manatee, where the warm water sites are, what to do. Um, so if you see a tiny little calf all by itself, that would be a reason to call that hotline and, and, and have someone check it out and potentially rescue it. And so once these facilities have taken care of these manatees, they'll either determine, uh, the federal government will determine if it's ready to be released back into the wild, or if not, then they're considered non-releasable, and they might stay at like a long-term care facility. So that would be um, somewhere like Epcot Living Seas. Mm -hmm. They have manatees there that are non-releasable, but uh, we like to call them like sort of manatee ambassadors, so they help people learn about manatees and these facilities. Um, so what Save the Manatee Club does to support all of this, we don't have any veterinarians on our staff, um, but we sort of help sponsor and fundraise for these efforts with this whole partnership. And we also educate the public about it um, with our, our website, our social media, everything that we do. We try to educate people, you know, call this number, have people come check it out, and maybe they'll be rehabilitated. Maybe they'll be released back into the wild once they're healthy and it's considered a success. And um and that's great. So uh, it's, it's this whole cycle with this amazing team of people who are all working to take care of wild manatees. Yeah. And, and you know, I think sometimes some of these, um, you know, facilities and aquariums get kind of uh, a bad rap, you know, but, you know, we talk about a lot that a lot of these parks, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, how you feel about maybe uh, keeping an, an animal in a zoo or, uh, like, you know, the manatees at Epcot, like they might not be able to be uh, re-releasable. You know, there's a lot that also goes into preservation and conversation. So, or excuse me, conservation. Uh, so mm -hmm. we always recommend, you know, really getting an idea of like the whole picture and like holistically what a lot of these places are doing to to not only entertain, uh, you know, tourists and, and locals alike, but what they're also doing to give back and, and help protect the environment that's here. So I'm glad Absolutely. you shared that. Absolutely. Some of these places have some of the most, you know, expert, qualified people on their staff who are taking care of these animals. Um, and they, like I said, they serve as ambassadors for the species um, as individuals. We actually, there's there's two manatees. Um, their names are Ariel and Betsy. That's cute. And they are part of um, Save the Manatee Club's Adopt the Manatee program, which I'll talk about later. Um, but they live at Homestasa Springs uh, Wildlife State Park on the Gulf Coast. Mm -hmm. And um, they're considered non-releasable. They've, they've either were kind of raised in captivity or they have um, injuries that won't allow them to survive out in the wild. And they live in the park all the time. And people absolutely just love them. They go to see them. Um, they help. They're part of these manatee programs that the park staff um, holds to educate people about them. So, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's important to, to think about the whole picture and you can't just release all of these animals to the wild. They wouldn't survive. Instead, mm -hmm. let's, let's learn from them. It's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I know so you've talked a lot about uh, some specific manatees. You've talked about little baby manatees that need our help. And I think that's what really gets people like, what can yeah. I do to help, um, you know, be, maybe become a part of the Save the Manatee Club? Like, how can our listeners get involved with you guys? Sure. So we have this uh, program. It's called Adopt a Manatee. 
you might have seen something like this and other wildlife adoption programs where you're symbolically adopting a, an elephant in Africa or something like that. But all of the manatees in our adopt a manatee program are actually real individual manatees that we've studied and that we have recognized either in the wild or in a wildlife care facility um, like Ariel and Betsy that I was mentioning. Um, so what you would do is your, your donation gives you this symbolic adoption of a manatee. You'll get a little certificate that says this is your manatee, um, a biography about your manatee, and then some other resources or membership handbook. Um, so stuff that you can learn. Um, it's a great gift. People love to give it to their friends or um, we have a adoption for school classrooms too. You get to pick out these real manatees. Um, most of them in the program are uh, manatees that we research and study year after year over in Blue Spring State Park mm. in Orange City, um, which is sort of like Crystal River. It's a spring where the manatees spend um, their winter the winter months. Um, but we also have manatees that we study and make sightings on uh, along the East Coast um, in the Tampa Bay area. And actually, even in Alabama, we have a man named Bama um, who shows up in Alabama every summer and we work with um, people over there to identify Bama and, and let uh, his adoptive parents know that there's been a sighting. So um, it's pretty cool. We'll get we'll send updates about your manatees. And it's just it's exciting to think, you know, they're, they're really real individuals that are out there and that people are watching out for. Yeah. And how fun that you get to you know, see them for a season and they leave and they go do their thing and then you get to see them again next year. It's cool. It's, it, the reason that they are identifiable, you think, right, how can you tell these big giant animals apart? Um, it's interesting. But it's a little sad. So um, when manatees do get into accidents with boats, um, maybe they'll be struck by a propeller or from a just an impact injury from a boat. Um, it'll leave a scar along their huge backs. Um, but these scars can make the individuals recognizable. So, you know, there's a huge scar along a certain manatee's left side. Oh, that's, you know, so-and-so the manatee. So that's how our researchers tell them apart um, year after year is looking for these scars. So it's helpful for research, but it's, it's a sad reality that most living manatees do have some sort of scar from, from these injuries. Yeah, I'm looking uh, actually on your website right now as you're talking, and I can kind of see some little marks on some of their backs and um, a little bit more about how you can adopt it. It kind of got me thinking, you know, we're coming into the holiday gift-giving season, and I think, you know, so many people are looking for not only, you know, I don't know, silly gifts this year, but like gifts that mean a little bit more, you know, I think uh, humans and animals alike have had a challenging year and what a great gift it would be uh, to give someone the gift of uh, having adopted a manatee. Oh yeah. It's, you know, it's really thoughtful and caring. It, it just shows, you know, this is something that we can learn about. This is something that we could work together to, to help prevent. And um, people absolutely just love their adopted manatees. I mean, what else can you say? I got a manatee for my birthday <laughs> right. for Christmas. Um, so, you know, you get that certificate and you can hang it up in your, your office or at home or whatever. Kids love it. Um, that's actually how I found out about Save the Manatee Club. I was gifted an adoptable oh, wow. manatee. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's thoughtful and it's just something, something different. And um, what the funds do, like I said, it supports our organization. So it supports 
um, efforts to rescue and rehabilitate manatees and that partnership that I was talking about, um, our public awareness efforts, all of the materials that we send out um, to individuals and organizations all over Florida. Um, so it helps us just, just educate people here about this imperiled species. It's cool. So I, I know that everyone's going to be wanting to figure out how they can engage a little bit more with you guys, uh, learn a little bit more about the manatees. So tell us uh, where they can find out more and how they can find you on social media. For sure. So um, just to learn more, check out savethemanatee.org or just search Save the Manatee. Um, that's where you can adopt a manatee and just learn a little bit more about them. We have all kinds of um, videos, facts, um, interesting stuff for schools. Um, and if you want to support us, but you don't want to adopt manatee, um, we have an Amazon wish list. So that's where you can purchase items off Amazon that go directly to some of these manatee critical care facilities um, and the other organizations that we work with to care for manatees. There's some items on there you can check out. And um, if you want to support us, but you don't want to donate, you don't want to adopt a manatee, um, there's a whole section on savemanatee.org called Take Action, and it's all the different sort of activist things that you can do to support manatees and spread the word. So whether that's supporting um, actions or legislation that protects manatees or their habitat or other species, um, you can check that out, or you can just just sharing our videos, sharing our photos um, with your friends, especially if you travel to Florida, if you live in Florida, if you have friends and family here, all of that just helps us spread the word and educate more people. Because, you know, I found it's surprising how, how little we know about these animals that have been here so much longer than we have. Oh, um, and one last thing you can do, too, if you want to help out is volunteer for Save the Manatee Club. Um, so if you want to give your time, um, we're always looking for more volunteers. I'm the volunteer coordinator here. So if you want to come to some of our events, once they start happening again, um, we'd love to have you. Um, if you want to help out online too, we ha are um, having volunteers uh, present about manatees to school classrooms, other groups. Um, if you like talking about manatees or you want to learn more, you can become a volunteer presenter. There's a couple of other opportunities that we have listed on our website. So volunteering is a great way to get involved or if you think you'd like to work with manatees one day or just do your part in some way, uh, definitely check out volunteering. It's um, an awesome experience. Yeah, we're going to have to check that out. We, we were actually just trying to get into uh, Blue Springs this week, but then Etta kind of put a <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a rain on our parade, so to speak. But yeah, definitely I think volunteering is uh, an easy way to give back uh, you know, if you don't have the money to invest and we will totally uh, be uh, sharing all of your stuff on social media. I love even just the, some of the pictures that you guys get of these guys. Uh, so we're so excited to have our listeners become more engaged with manatees, uh, safely observe them and learn more about them. So, Allie, it was so awesome having you on today. I hope you had a good time with us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. You know, I, I love talking about these creatures. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit more and um, can help spread the word. That's, that's what we just really aim to do. So thank you so much. Perfect. We will. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Wow. She was so fun having on. It's crazy how like you, just when you think you know everything about manatees or even the ecosystem around here, you learn something else. And I hope you guys check out our friends at savethemanatee.org and how fun 
that it was co-founded by Jimmy Buffett. I mean, that guy gets around. You know, we love Key West, so I feel like we really came full circle on this one. Uh, I can't wait to check out and see what they do next. Stay tuned to our social media channels and theirs to see what the manatees are up to this season. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to share with you some of the places that you can check out manatees around Florida this and every manatee season. And then some pro tips if you want to book yourself one of those excursions where you can get out into the water with them. So hang tight. Wow, playing frisbee on the beach is the best. I know. What a great day for fun in the sun. Why don't you come join us, Garrett? I know how much you love ultimate frisbee. You know, I'm actually going to sit this one out, guys. Garrett, that's not like you. Is something wrong? It's just that, you know, it's really hot out, and and my thighs, they're, they're so clammy. Oh, don't worry, bro. We've all been there. I've got just the thing in my beach bag. Try this ball of powder. Powder? Steph, isn't that for babies? <laughs> Not this powder, Gare Bear. Whether you're enjoying an actual day in paradise or just grinding away and daydreaming of your next dip to come, Ball of Body Products for Men will keep you feeling fresh, comfortable, and smelling great. The finest Italian talc blend with all natural essentials and fragrances that will keep you chafe free and walking confidently wherever your journey through paradise takes you. Wow, Steph, you're right. I've never felt so fresh and comfortable. I'm gonna wear this at the office. And it smells good too. All right, Garrett, go long. <laughs> Don't mind if I do, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So as promised, uh, I'm going to share with you some places that you can hang out with manatees. And when I say hang out, uh, for the most part, these are going to offer some places where you can kayak, uh, where you can maybe take a boat tour, or you can even have uh, some observation decks where you can chill and watch them kind of swim past you and graze and all the fun stuff that manatees do. So I think the most obvious place, and like we talked about a little bit in our interview, is Three Sister Springs and Crystal River. And back in our Springs episode, uh, we talked about this one because this is where you can actually get in the water and snorkel with manatees. And not just that, Year-round, this spring is absolutely beautiful. And if you've never visited a spring uh, in Florida, the water is literally like, my gosh, like bottled water. I mean, it's so crystal clear and so clean that you have pretty much 100% visibility unless you happen to accidentally uh, disturb the bottom of the water. So it makes it a really great place to be able to see manatees because they're I mean my gosh they're clear as day right there in front of you uh if you want to kind of take uh things into your own hands and go at your own place uh there's a lot of places where you can uh rent kayaks or paddle boards and get out onto the water uh crystal river is the city and three sister springs is where you would 
really go out and um, get your water activities on. Uh, remember, if you are not on one of these tours, to really just observe from a distance, uh, you know, you don't want to touch, you don't want to interact, you surely don't want to uh, feed them or coax them over to you. And of course, you don't want to startle them. You know, one of the things that uh, they talk about is, you know, if you have a manatee and a manatee calf, you want to be really, really careful not to separate the baby manatee from its mom. So if you do something that might cause the mama manatee to swim away, and leave the baby, uh, that could get them, um, of course, in trouble, and you might prevent them from being able to be reunited. So you don't want to do that. You really just want to watch. But I think one of the coolest ways that you can get to experience the Florida manatee for yourself is to get in the water. So two places that we've been out with is River Ventures and Fun to Dive. Uh, We've been out with River Ventures twice, Uh, And they were awesome. Most recently, we went out with Fun to Dive because we got a little bit uh, of a better deal on the excursion. Uh, The crew was great uh, both times. They do a really nice job of making sure that you find manatees because so while they're pretty massive, it's shockingly difficult to find them in the water if you don't know what you're looking for. Uh, So they have uh, the captain that will drive nice and slowly and then they'll have Uh, the person that'll get out in the water with you and then is looking for them. So they'll get you up close and personal. They'll give you a whole nice tutorial and uh, sort of orientation process before you go out so that you're comfortable and safe in the water. The manatees are comfortable and safe around you and they teach you really what the best uh, etiquette is for observing and interacting with them. Uh, You'll also get provided a wetsuit because even though the water is uh, 72 degrees, if you're going during manatee season and you're going out in the early morning, which is really the best time to see them, it could be 50, 60 degrees. You could have a breeze. You get into that 72 degree water. It's cool. You get out of the water and it can be pretty darn cold. Uh, We went last time uh, a little bit later in the season and it's still it's freezing. I'm sorry. It's it's too cold for me. So a wetsuit is handy. You could definitely bring your own if you have your own, uh, which the producer likes to do because she doesn't want to be borrowing wetsuits from other people. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever, put me in the wetsuit. Um, so you can do that. Uh, Fun to Dive last time provided us with some hot cocoa for the ride back, which was really nice. And yeah, it's not super expensive. I think it was like 60 or 80 bucks a person. And this is like a once- in a lifetime kind of experience, especially if you're not from the state. Uh, I would highly recommend if you're in the area that you do it. Uh, Also, guys, uh, this is like with anything, when you go out on a snorkel trip, be a good swimmer. I mean, you don't have to be like the strongest swimmer. Uh, The wetsuits are going to make you a little bit buoyant. They're going to provide noodles so that you can just calmly sort of hover there in the water and not splash around and startle the manatees, but you still want to be able to swim. I can't tell you how many snorkel trips we've been on where at least one party on the boat doesn't know how to swim. And they're really not there to teach you how to swim or, you know, add that other element of danger where, you know, half of the boat is drowning the whole time. So uh, be prepared to swim, be prepared to get in the water. And while, Safety is always of the utmost importance uh, with these excursions. 
they're they're not going to be able to teach you how to swim in the hour or two that you're out there. So just be aware of that. Uh, also, Blue Spring State Park is a big one where they come in. Uh, and they have a lot of facilities. Uh, Corona has put a damper on some of that stuff. I know some of the uh, kayak rental options that they have aren't available you know, throughout the day. So make sure you check out their website uh, before you make any plans, especially if it's out of the way for you. They also do a boat tour, which I believe is glass bottom, so you can uh, see the manatees that way. But this place is notorious for the observation decks and boardwalks that they have. So you can go out maybe bring a coffee with you, maybe have yourself a little picnic and you can just watch manatees all day and take some cool pictures and make memories. And like I said, uh, if you haven't been to a spring, whether there's manatees in the water or not, they're absolutely stunning. But you know, the manatees of course add that extra element. Uh, like Ali said, I would definitely think about bringing polarized sunglasses with you because while the springs are clear, uh, you're still going to be able to add that extra level of visibility if you have your polarized glasses. So that's something I would always pack uh, with you when you come down to Florida. Uh, there's some other cool places. If you check out visitflorida.com, uh, Apollo Beach, Fort Myers, Titusville, and Riviera Beach all have uh, some places where manatees like to come in and you can catch a glimpse of them. Uh, Fort Myers is pretty unique in that across from the FPL or the Florida Power and Light Facility, uh, I guess the power plant discharges some warm water into the canal. So manatees love to congregate there and you'll find huge concentrations of them, several viewing areas, a butterfly garden, and even picnics uh, or excuse me, picnic tables. So check out Lee County Manatee Park for that if you happen to find yourself in Southwest Florida. All right, if you follow us on social media, you know we've got a lot of giveaways coming at you before the end of the year, so make sure that you keep checking out our page for your chance to win. And thank you so much for tuning in to Just a Podcast in Paradise. We know you have your choice of travel podcasts, and we thank you for choosing to travel with us. We would love it if you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed your time with us today. You can also follow us on Instagram at Just Take a Dip for daily updates on what's happening around Florida and check out our YouTube channel just a day in paradise for destination ideas restaurant reviews unboxing things you might want to take on your next trip and copycat recipes from some of our favorite places in paradise we are wishing you a little bit of sunshine wherever you are and we hope to see you in paradise soon say goodbye cricket he says goodbye now I want to go swim with manatees you want to go swim with manatees cricket he's a pretty he's a pretty strong swimmer but i don't know if you want to do the manatee only one way to find out